What is up, everybody? It is Wednesday, April 28th. We got another live episode for you guys, or if you're listening on the podcast on Thursday morning, you can imagine it's live on your way to work or whatever you may be doing right now. Whatever gets you through your Thursday. Um, excited for another episode. Tennessee, uh, not a ton to talk about as far as, I mean, we, we worked through spring practice. We, we got through that. We're um, about to get, we're getting closer and closer to the dog days here, but uh, do have a baseball series this week to, to talk about as Tennessee welcomes Kentucky into town. Um, also, unfortunately, going to recap uh, a loss last night, a tough loss. Tennessee just couldn't, couldn't finish out. Gave himself chances, just couldn't yeah, finish out. Just didn't have it. Nope. Um, but losses happen. Uh, you, you hope they don't come in midweek, but uh, sometimes they do. Um, they do get a chance to bounce back, so no worries. Um, we're also going to talk about Tennessee's newest uh, commit, um, also newest signee. Um, so we've, we've got some recruiting news both on the transfer portal front and uh, and and high school guys as well. Um, like I said, we are talking Tennessee welcoming uh, Kentucky into town. And um, Landon, you said best NBA props. Did, is that what you said, or did you mean draft props? I swear when we talked this morning. Or not draft props. Yeah, you did say draft props. Are we doing NBA or are we doing draft? I was going to do draft. Did I say NBA somewhere else? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. In whatever I have here. It says NBA, but I good thing I didn't draft. Um, so we're good. I mean, we're it's only our outline that's on a different page. We're on the same page, so we're we're good. Okay, no big, cool. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, NFL draft. Sorry, you're good. You're good. Um, okay, so then we've also hey, if you got questions, drop them in the chat. Uh, tell us where you're listening from. All that good stuff. And uh, hey, we don't have a, we don't have a ton to talk about this episode. So if you ever wanted to to get us going. Do it, do it this time. We're, we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. The tangents are going to be flying. Um, exactly. The rabbit holes. Yeah, just get it in here. Would love to hear what y'all have let's, to ask. Let's talk conspiracies. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we we love that, love geography. So um, those are some topics of interest uh, to, to kind of spark, spark you a little bit. Also, uh, guys, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climbing Control. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climbing Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Guys, let's get into this episode. Like I said, hey, drop those drop those questions in the chat. We'll, we'll get going right from the top of the show. And uh, hey, stay with us. We'll see you guys on the other side of this. Hear, hear from some legendary Vols. They, they want to tell you guys about, uh, about how great this show is. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. We just won a basketball game, and we're 
I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, April 28th. Hope everybody's had a good week so far. Last night, if you're a Tennessee baseball fan, obviously it's tough. But hey, what what's a what's a good being a Tennessee fan if you don't have a little up and down roller coaster um, throughout the week? Yeah, we can't just win every game. Exactly, it, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be what being a Tennessee fan's all about. Um, we're not we're not here to win championships. We're here to be miserable, and um, that's you know that's what we do best. <laughs> we're thriving. Hey, can I say this too to kick off the show? I cannot wait for the tweets after Heupel's gone. Being like, oh, our team the entire time just played softball. Oh, yeah. Or, or dodgeball or whatever. Pick one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're we're always going to look up something. We're, we're going to find something to oh, complain yeah. about. So, yeah. Um, but it's always after he's gone. Like, everyone right now is like, oh, I'm just so glad that the team's having fun. Um, I love that I just I, they didn't have fun under Jeremy Pruitt. Like, guys, I mean, they – if we're if we're gonna call what they're doing is fun, they they did play paintball. It was turns out it was a recruiting violation, <laughs> but they did. I, I mean, they did that. Um, I can't believe we haven't seen more of like, oh, why are we playing softball? We should be out recruiting. Yeah, I, I think I, I think uh, I think it's because fans are miserable or were miserable. Um, totally now, like now we're kind of like fans are having fun. We're like, oh yeah, let's play softball. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I'm also shocked at the amount of dudes that slid in shorts. Yeah, not not the smartest. Um, you know, I know they take good care of that uh that field over there, but yeah, not something I want to do in shorts. Yeah, that's still uh it's still it's still gonna leave some burns, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple <laughs> strawberries a day, probably some uh some quarter zone, probably put on some strawberries. Jeff last Harrison. Night. Yeah, Jeff Harrison said 46 in recruiting, top 15, here we come. I like it. Um, that's a great outlook. I do want to point out, though. We are top 15 in the SEC. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, we were told last year that we can't be excited about recruiting rankings this early, so we can't be mad about them either. All right, let's 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 pump the brakes there, too. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not um, not Tennessee football's finest moments, but, I mean, I, I guess a good – I don't want to kick it off there unless you just want to go completely off. Let, let's start – We'll start on the their transfer portal recruiting side, even though, again, I'm not very excited about this one. Um, but it is officially official. It was announced that he had committed. Then he said it was down to Tennessee and Washington State. Now he's officially official. Well, we Tennessee. looked it up last. Yeah, we broke news today. You're right. And he was enrolled. So unless there's some other Joe Milton. That enrolled in the summer. Exactly. I forgot about that. I'm, I'm. Thank you for jogging my memory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We. Yeah. We did break that news, but you know, it's. I just don't understand it. And I think a lot of people are like it. I think this shows Heupel doesn't have faith in the quarterbacks he has, you know, in the room right or uh, on campus right now. And I mean, I, I do kind of got to agree with that. But I mean, watching Joe Milton, you're like, I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's. I think he's fourth on the roster based on what we know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you. Like, the, the skill set's there. Um, you saw it in the first game. I mean, Michigan thought that they found their savior that first game of the season against uh, Minnesota when they won that game 49-24. He had 225 yards, a touchdown. 
and uh, was, I think, yeah, 68% of his passes he completed. He was 15 of 22. You know, they thought, and he had 52 rushing yards for a touchdown. I mean, they thought that he was the next Tom Brady. <laughs> well, the next, I mean, he might be the next Michigan Tom Brady. I, you, that's that's still a toss up. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, but it's just what we know now, it's like, I think there's other needs. Yes, Tennessee needs a quarterback, sure. But I mean, you are you only can get so many transfers. It's like this seems like a waste of time and space. And I mean, may, hey, I would love to eat my words. I would love for Joe Milton to be the X factor Tennessee needed um, in 2021. But it's just like there's other needs to address. This one just seems interesting. Um, and it, I think it has less to do with Joe Milton than it does just Tennessee's roster. And it's like, I don't know. I, you didn't get me fired up for it. I know that. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have a big arm. Um, he is a former four-star recruit from that Orlando area. I think he went to Olympia High School, which is kind of a powerhouse in that area. Um, but this is like – I thought about it today. Like this is the only quarterback that Josh Heupel has brought into this roster. So I think that has something to say for it. And so if we're, we're, we're going to trust in Joe, uh, Josh Heupel's offense, I think you have to trust in his ability to develop a quarterback. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not doubting that. It's just it's with what you have currently and what you need and how you have to address their needs needs within the transfer portal and the limit on how many people you can bring in. It just is an interesting move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I just I, think it's – I think he maybe – he has two, two years of eligibility. So, I, I think, like, the, the potential's there. That, I'm not doubting that. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. – arguing and I think even more so like you know to the point of like people being like I think it means Josh Heupel doesn't trust his quarterbacks I think it would mean that if Josh Heupel was in year two or year three or year four sure in year one to your point he it's a guy that he went out and got so um, I don't know if it necessarily means that because he's only seen these quarterbacks practice 15 times 13 times whatever however many it ended up being Um, so I mean I don't think it you know, I don't think it's as telling since it's his first year, first spring. Um, I mean, he's never he's never even seen Joe Milton practice. Um, so I, to for him to just be the come in and be the number one guy just because Josh Heupel brought him in, that I don't believe that either. Um, but yeah, it's just a. Uh, I would I think I would be putting all of my transfer portal um, efforts currently if I was Josh Heupel into finding bodies on the defensive side of the ball. And that's why I think it, it kind of tells you a little about a, a, a little bit of what he thinks of the quarterback he has currently. Maybe. I mean, but it, maybe. I don't I mean, I don't know. He, how how can you properly – I don't know. I, I think it would tell you that in year two or three, but his first because, three practice – Because when you look at the bodies, it's it's not your biggest need. There's no way. No, it's, it's not um, even close. And unless, like, it's it's that bad. Um, but I mean, wasn't that kind of like the selling point for Hypel is, you know, he can kind of do more with less at quarterback. Yeah. And maybe he wants to, to maximize that, that talent. So you add somebody with some experience and, and see who you can get, who, who emerges, um, and kind of weed out the week from there. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the exact thought process, but. And you um, mentioned Joe Milton being from Orlando. Did they have a relationship before? Because I think again, I just, I'm not buying that. I just have a hard time believing Josh Heupel was like saw this roster and the first thing he thought was holy shit we need a quarterback and went out and got Joe Milton as the answer to 
to the questions. That's a good. That's a good uh, point. I didn't really put the Orlando connection in yeah. there. Let me I, see if I still just know. don't. I don't think. I think if Josh Heupel really thought he needed a quarterback, I, I mean, I don't know who. I don't know who's sitting out on there on transfers, but it just. See, I, I would think that Joe Milton's probably not the number one transfer quarterback. I, he may be. I, I just have a hard time believing that. Um, and I'm not saying Tennessee can get the number one, but. You you at least swing for him, no? Like you wait, maybe see where he's going. So I, I don't know. It's like did Tennessee have a real shot at JT Daniels last year? Who knows? Um, kind of thought so, but maybe not. Looking at it later, but it, it just uh, I don't I don't know. Again, I, it's a weird situation. Um, I would be shocked if he's your starter, and not maybe not. We talked about this. We joked about this last last episode, maybe even with Eric Kane. Um, he might start one game, but I, I don't see him as your starter against Bowling Green. Yeah, um, yeah pr- probably not. As of now, you, you go through spring. I mean, he has a summer to kind of catch up. And, and from what we've seen so far, it looks like this offense has been a learning adjustment for some of those quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think it will be difficult to pick it up in the summer and, and expect to come out and start the first game. And, uh, you know, I hope that's not promised to the kid for coming here. Um, and I, I doubt it because, like, it, it didn't work at Michigan. You know, he got beat out. He was he started off pretty hot in, in this first um, – in the season over, he threw for 225 yards, I think, in the first, like – and in the next two games, he threw for, like, 644 yards, three touchdowns. And then the two games after that, he threw for 187 yards and two interceptions. So, you know, the he was really inconsistent, and that's why he ended up losing the starting job in Michigan and then looked to transfer from there. So, I mean, the, the proof that he's had a good game makes me feel a little bit better, but the inconsist- inconsistency is something Tennessee can't afford to have because that's all they've had for the past, what, since Josh Dobbs left. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's been – no, there's absolutely been no consistency. I mean, even as far as, like, having a quarterback goes, um, you, you talked about if Josh Jobs left. I mean, you went Dormandy and some Garantano, and then Dormandy got hurt, and Garantano was your guy. Um, and then, yeah, it's been a, a mess ever since. But, yeah, so, I, yeah, inconsistent. Again, I just don't I, – I would be shocked if Joe Milton was brought in here. Like, a lot, I mean, a lot of people I've seen it tweeted out that, yeah, this is – it shows the trust he has in the quarterback room. I don't. I don't know about that, but it is just weird with everything with the things you need, but it's all it's, I mean, we're obviously going to see a focus on offensive side of the ball. If, as long as Josh Heupel's coach, like that's obviously going to be the case. Right. Um, yeah. Tim, Tim Banks isn't going to win the war when it comes to scholarships, when, you know, if the defense needs them. Um, so that that's part of having a, a head coach. That's also your offense coordinator, offense coordinator. And, um, you know, what side of the ball he focuses on. So, like, it, when you look at it like that, it doesn't shock me that Tennessee's not going out and looking for uh, linebackers or edge rushers or anything like that. But um, it's still just a weird, weird thing because I think everybody knows where this, where this roster stands. Um, but mm-hmm. regardless, I mean, Joe Milton's going to that, – that is the thing. He's going to have a chance to compete for the starting job. I mean, obviously, nobody's won it. Right. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully it can be a match with Josh Heupel and his track record with – with quarterbacks, um, you know, Drew Locke had a big arm, but you know, when when Josh Heupel took over at Missouri, he finally it finally clicked. So, you know, maybe we can see this Joe Milton Josh Heupel offense click, um, or or whoever the quarterback is. Yeah. I just hope it clicks. 
Uh, desperately going to need it to click. We know it's not going to get done on the defensive side of the ball this year. Um, so yeah, going to desperately need it from the the offense. Um, let's let's roll into. We we joked about it. Um, this team playing everything, um, playing dodgeball, playing uh, everything but football. Honestly, um, and and you know what? From a coaching standpoint, there's something to it. Uh, go out, keep keep the guys loose. Um, sometimes, like you you don't want to go to whatever basketball, football, baseball practice and play those sports. Um, Sometimes you want to, after a workout, go have some fun. And it looks like after their workout on, I guess that was Monday. What mm-hmm. day was that? Monday they, they uh, went down to um, the softball facility. And here here's another good point. Winning, winning is winning is winning is winning. And uh, one of the only places that Tennessee has consistently won in the last decade has been at uh, Sherry Parker Lee Stadium. So That's true. Yeah, all, maybe all it's dominant. a little – Let's fill the mojo and then go. Let's head down there and see if we can um, if we can scrape up whatever's whatever's going on down there uh, by the sewer plant. Make sure we pick up things at this stadium and not at the sewer plant. Um, That'd be nice. Maybe yeah. Maybe trying to rub off a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's love on the weeklies. See if we can get some of that mojo over over on the the football side of things. Yeah, they've got to be the winningest coaches like at Tennessee. I mean, definitely on staff. Correct. Yeah, they have to definitely be like the winningest co-coaches too, right? I don't know of an, another duo like that. There are some. There are. I was. What was? Because you know, like they were talking about how. Uh, I don't remember what I was reading. It was. I mean, it was probably during the pandemic, but because um, you know, there's nothing <laughs> else to write about. Little bored. Um, yeah, and uh, it was talking about the, like the amount of coaches that are. Uh, either bro, you know, uh, father, son. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, that that stuff with MTSU and um, Ralph and Karen Weekly. There's actually a lot of I don't know about a lot of like husband and wife coaches, but a lot of like family coaches. Co- okay. Maybe not co, but yeah, they're probably the only co-head coaches. Um, yeah, I don't I'm, know a lot, a lot in college. I know the the brothers in Campbell County do it right. They do it for football. Yeah, and I think they're co-head coaches. Um, I believe. Yeah. But they also their son, I believe, is an assistant coach for the. I think it's their son okay. for the the softball team. But yeah, they. I mean, yeah, Rick Barnes is obviously the. Uh, I say that now. I'm like, make sure I got all my bases covered. I mean, surely Rick Barnes is the winningest coach, right? I don't know how long have the weekly's been there. I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, there. I wouldn't even know like where to even begin for another coach. They've been there so long. Oh yeah, no, I have no idea. Um, let's see, they've been there since 2002. Hmm. That's they've actually like it. it's actually not as long as I thought it was going to be. See, I, I was going to say as long as I can remember, and I wouldn't remember anything past probably like 2010. That's true too. So um, they've been to a lot of college World Series. Uh, they've hosted um, several regionals and super regionals. Um, yeah, so. Which I think softball is a little bit different. I think they, I think they do softball kind of how they're doing baseball this year. Because I think I feel like I've seen Tennessee host some regionals when they've not played them. Because hmm. I, I feel like I've seen like games where I'm like, or like series where I'm like, that Tennessee's not played in any of these. What is going on? Yeah, I don't um, know so that for sure. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't either. I'm just I feel like I've, I've seen. Um, also. This is going to be, I feel like, a hot take. A lot of people are going to probably be like, Caleb, you're lying, and that's just not true. But softball, I think, is 
you know, obviously like at a high level of softball is one of the most fun sports to watch. It's and it, and it's why I think they need to lower. I know women's basketballs aren't going to like it, but I uh, maybe not lower it, but I think making it smaller, like making the field smaller, because it's just biological. Most women are, you know, not as fast as men and not as strong as men. It makes the game faster and makes it like it brings it up a level. I think women's college softball is one of the most fun sports to watch. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I was in Mississippi, and the only thing on at the restaurant I was at <laughs> is uh, was Arkansas versus Missouri, and um, like it popped up. Arkansas leads the country in home runs. I, I was about to say it was. I feel like every Arkansas game I watch, they hit. They're hitting at least like eight home runs. Oh yeah, they hit like four in the first inning. I was it's, like, oh, it's God. nuts. Like every time they hit the ball, it was going over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, and and then to like stack on top of that, there's some pitchers that can throw some nasty stuff in softball. Yeah, it's gross. It's insane. I don't think Tennessee had that same value. Tennessee had a couple home runs though, and I'm talking. I'm not talking about the softball team anymore. Um, I'm, I've just flipped, flipped back to football. If you can keep up, um, I know what the final of that coaches seniors game ended up being, but it was 11 at one point, and um, I think it was Blakely in left field just texting with his back turned. Like that's how much disrespect he had. For that coaching staff, done with that. <laughs> He's like, you're not going to hit it this far. Um, um, I I think Cody Burns got got a hold of one, so at least they got on the board at some point. Yeah, and um, some of those some of those guys looked very. It's funny. I'm one of the guys that you put a baseball bat in your hand and look very unathletic. Um, and I like to think I'm decently athletic, but it's something I've never done. And like I've never, I played t-ball and maybe like some baseball when I was really little, but not. I didn't play baseball and I feel so it's like a sport I've never done. So I feel so unathletic swinging a baseball bat. I'm like, this is a foreign game to me. It's not the same as a golf club. Um, It is very weird. So, and so, and it makes me feel better because there's some division one athletes that I was like, you look stupid. (laughs) Terrible. Um, But somebody that didn't look terrible is Trayvon flowers. Uh, He's a baseball player though. Oh yeah. I mean, he went three for three with three home runs. Um, and it's kind of cool that Did he they was keep stats. I think I think somebody just said that. Maybe that's okay. not true at all. Um, but uh, it, he at least hit two in that video. There was at least two that he hit. Um, but he was a Kentucky baseball commit before he committed to, to Tennessee football, and um, that's pretty cool. Like right before the Kentucky series, you see him just hit some bombs and. He he tweeted at Ball Baseball and said, "Give him give him a month." And wasn't he ready. supposed to? Wasn't he supposed to be on the team? Yeah, and Jeremy Pruitt did not let those guys come over to the baseball facility. So I think Parker Ball was another one of those guys yeah. who never made it. Right. Yeah, there are there are some baseball players on that team, which is uh, not not surprising. Um, but what about yeah. Cade Mays dropping a tank? I was a little surprised by that, but also a guy that big in, in a softball field just kind of needs to make contact, and and that thing's probably going. He probably played a little baseball growing up. He he was probably always the biggest kid, so <laughs> he probably played first base and probably batted fourth. <laughs> he was the kid like in, in little league who had like who could actually swing like three bats on the on deck circle. Oh Kate yeah, Mays. yeah, that was Kate Mays. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not shocked that he. He hit a home run. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, seriously, like, on a real note, it is good to see them having fun. I do think there's an emphasis on the videos we're seeing of them having fun. So, like, I'm not I'm not willing to say 
which we've talked to, you know, Eric Kane even mentioned it. He can, you know, the energy around the facility right now is different than it was with Jeremy Pruitt. Um, but I mean, I, I still don't think it was like, I don't think it was like a prison. <laughs> so, and all this is going to be brought up when, when Hypel is inevitably let go. Um, it's all going to be brought up about how they were having too much fun or weren't focused on football. So it's like, it's really just a double-edged sword or not double-edged sword really, but I mean, it's just good to see him having fun. Um, but it's, and it, it sucks that it's going to be used against Hypel eventually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, having team bonding is, is a good thing. And I think it's um, important. You know, I, I don't know how much like that's, that's up to Josh Heupel, but uh, it, it definitely seems like Jeremy Pruitt didn't have enough of it for whatever reason, you know, you can blame COVID, whatever else, but before COVID, it just didn't seem, and maybe that's because we just didn't see the, the videos and, and stuff like that, like we are with Josh Heupel. But, yeah, like you said, there's definitely an emphasis on the, uh, the team bonding, team having fun. That is one thing I liked. I don't know if it was this episode of The Juice, the one that got released Sunday, um, or the one that got released, uh, the, the old, second to the newest one. Um, the He talked about it. He was like, we're going to do things as a family, not just in the facility, but, like, you know, everywhere. And I think that's cool. And, um, yeah, hopefully it – that, I think that's another thing too. Is like when when going gets tough. I mean, if you don't like the guy next to you, you're not going to fight with him. Um, you're going to fold. And I, I don't know. I'm not saying that's what happened to the the team last year because it's the same team. So that you know, it's it's hard to change a whole the whole attitude, flip the whole attitude. Um, but you know, I, I think it's it's a lot easier when um, when that's your friend, it's your buddy next to you, not just a a guy you happen to be on the same team with. And um, so I do like that mentality. I, I believe in that. I think that's a, that's a great thing. We'll, we'll see if, uh, I mean, I think it's easy to see on the field personally. Um, good, good team morale. Um, and, and a lot of people, especially last year, cause you're going, man, they just, it, it, the, the, uh, the culture is not there. And of course, guys are you know the guys in the facility are like no the culture is fine like that's what they were saying at the time like there's nothing wrong with the culture it's like you can say that and, and you can even kind of believe that but like what you're telling me with your body language what you're telling me on the sidelines what you're telling me in your play like you're telling me the culture is not there right and again you can believe that but um if you if i'm seeing it that means your teammates are seeing it your coaches are seeing it and eventually doubt starts to creep in and um I definitely don't believe. I don't believe everyone believed <laughs> by the end of the season. I don't think that. Um, right, um, and and having like a quarterback get get hit, and no offensive lineman is there to to pick up your quarterback that you block for like every single snap. Um, I, we haven't seen this team face adversity yet, but I would like to think that doesn't happen this season. I certainly hope not. Um, I certainly <laughs> hope not. And uh, Jeff Harrison asked, you guys don't like Heupel. Um, I can't speak for Landon. Uh, I don't dislike Heupel. I assume you're alluding to me making the jokes about him being gone in a few years. Um, I don't know if that – you know, I'm just – I'm kidding. I hope he pans out. Um, I like certain things that he's doing. Um, again, I know all these videos are, like, very carefully edited and filmed. Um, but, again, going back to that the episode of The Juice, um, I love that he is, like – and I think Jeremy Pruitt had some of this too. So, so it's not special to Josh Heupel, but um, he's talking to the team after the, either their scrimmage or the, I guess it's after their scrimmage, their first one in Neyland. And he's like that, like the, I guess it's, he's talking about the energy. He's like the energy we played with today 
it, it was unacceptable um, for this stadium. Um, like when we walk through that tunnel, you know the expectations on you as a as Tennessee football. So I think it's cool that he he's bought in. He's he's clearly bought into like the Tennessee tradition. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's great. And, and I know I I do like Heupel, and I'm I'm obviously cheering for him as a Tennessee fan. Um, I do know that this job this job is very it takes a lot out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt were the best guys for the job when they were hired. I also am not convinced that Josh Heupel is the best guy for the job currently. That doesn't mean I don't think he'll be successful. I just think it's going to be very, very difficult for him to be successful. I also don't know if there was a right guy for the job for the state of the program right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Is you know, I, I was he going to be my first pick? Absolutely not. And um, you know, I didn't, even, he, I didn't even know he was an option. <laughs> yeah, and, and when he was hired, I wasn't through the roof about it. Um, but I'll be honest, I, I think he's he's really impressed me with the relationship side of things with the media, with the, um, with the players, things like that. Because what I read about him, he, what I read that he doesn't like talking to the media. Um, you know, he hasn't recruited and, you know, I think it's still be determined on the, the recruiting aspect, but the fact that you're able to come in and basically swing and miss at some, some quarterback commits and then land a, a four star out of the state of Indiana. I think that's, that's big. And, you know, I don't, I don't see him. I think he's better with the media than Jeremy Pruitt with than Butch Jones. The definitely Butch Jones, a hundred percent. I mean, the thing about, I thought Jeremy Pruitt did okay at the beginning. Um, I think again, just this job takes a toll on people, on coaches. Um, so I think as far as like, I think to be determined on whether he, cause I mean, I don't, I don't think the reason I say Bush Jones is bad with the media is cause he was always just phony. Like nothing seemed real about him ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he's better than the last guy. Yeah. I, I just think like I, I've been impressed every time he speaks. Cause that, that's what I get when you're, when you're usually when people say you don't like the media, usually it's because you're probably not good at it. Um, but I don't get that vibe. I think he's just fine. You know, when he's doing press conferences or, or whatever, he seems to be doing a good job building relationships with players um, and, and, you know, recruits and things like that. So I think he's just fine in that regard. Um, we'll, find yeah, out after the, we'll find out after the first loss. Yeah. To, yeah. I mean, and, and that's a lot of it. Like, you know, we, we can pray. We praise Jeremy Pruitt for, for everything. Even last summer, you know, he had that big recruiting stretch where we were freaking dominating. Hmm. And, you know, the, the first sign of adversity hits and that, I guess, Georgia, but more so Kentucky is when you really saw it come to fruition. And um, it just was not great at right. all. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely see after the first loss. That's when I'll uh, that's when I'll give my official. How does he handle the media? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's, okay. not like so the, you- it's not like he's never lost, though. So. Like no, but Knoxville media has got to be a little bit different than uh, it is. Well, I mean, like we can go. We can go look at the Orlando media. We can go watch, watch some of his conferences, see how, see some of his responses. The well, Blake, if you know football, <laughs> right? Uh, we can see what it, we can see what he's got there. Um, maybe you know, maybe he is a guy that's talking about 
people falling on helmets and, and but apparently he is the guy that like will will come by and, and maybe other coaches did this too but we'll come by and like just tell everybody thank you for um being there i, I think he comes by every desk in the mornings and, and says how hey how are you good morning things like I'll that. i'll say this so, he's 100% a coffee guy like he Every time I've seen him in the building with like with videos coffee. and pictures, he's holding a cup of coffee, like a to-go <laughs> cup of coffee too. Yeah, and, like uh, a hotel cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so he's definitely the guy that's just like, get my morning coffee, make my morning rounds before I sit down. And I respect mm-hmm. that guy. Um, that's that, that's a, Every that's office a guy. needs one. Yeah, exactly. And it just happens to be the head guy. <laughs> my dog, we're going to watch one day on this show. You guys are going to get to see my dog absolutely tear up my couch. And um, we're going to see if I can handle my cool. So see how I handle the, the losses. Okay. Some adversity hits. We'll, yeah. We'll see your take on it. I mean, I'm going to bury him in the, in the couch when he does that. <laughs> You're going to see my, my tackling form. Tackling fuel. Tackling fuel. So, hey, you mentioned recruiting. So let's, let's jump into that. Yeah. So uh, recruiting news. I, I think the big news from today is, you know, landing four-star quarterback, Taven Jackson out of – Greenwood, Indiana. You know where that's at? Speaking no clue. Me either. We can look it up. Yeah, we can. Let's look that up. Um, okay. I do know that Indiana is known for its uh, its football. Um, the the football pump talent it pumps out. So I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Everybody knows all the all the Hoosier. It's a Hoosier state. It's. <laughs> All you think about is basketball. But um, apparently he is – he's kind of uh, a guy that was under the radar and kind of shot up some recruiting rankings here recently. He's, he's got some offers from a lot of SEC schools, Auburn, Arkansas, uh, Florida, Texas A&M. So teams like that, Missouri, um, Ole Miss. So I think – you know, if all if all like I think of it now, if Ole Miss is willing to recruit you, I think Tennessee should probably be right there offensively, um, because that's that's probably the you're probably going after the same people to run that offense, right? Um, so he's six four, one ninety five. Definitely needs to get it a little bit bigger. Um, I think Joe Milton's like two forty. So two uh, forty? Yeah, he's a big dude. And moving him to tight end, I saw that joke, but or what I thought was a joke. Six five two forty three. Um, Jeez, yeah, David Jackson is um, six four one ninety five. He's number three hundred twenty six player in the country, number eighteen pro style, number eight player in the state of Indiana. Um, that's the two four seven composite score. I think he's number seven pro style quarterback on rivals. Um, so wherever you get your information, there you go. But yeah, so yeah, uh, that's it's right outside Indianapolis, by the way. So um, okay, maybe there is some a, some t- some football talent there. I, I I don't know. I feel like we got to credit Peyton for that one. You know, you yeah. I mean, any tie you can get with Tennessee, there there it is. There's your tie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I I think this is a big commit because you definitely want to land a quarterback in every class. But I, I think it's early enough where you can kind of build around this this kid, and uh, he is your third commit. So definitely want to get you definitely have to build around him. But I, I think you know if he's able to kind of get that peer recruiting going, I think this can really jumpstart this class. Not saying it's going to be a top ten class or anything like that, but 
you definitely don't want to be sitting, I think you're 12th right now in the SEC. So um want to see that boosted up a little bit. And because uh, I think Georgia already has 12 commits, so you got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be. I mean, yeah, I, I'm curious to see uh, when this. I, I guess you're gonna see more commitments, you know, start kind of piling in when when guys are able to get on campus, and um, it, it is especially for a new staff. It's got to be hard to kind of kind of recruit right now and, and get a ton of interest. Um, so hopefully, when people start getting on campus, it'll pick up a little bit. Yeah, and no, I think part of that that rebuilding process has to do with you know they had to build everything. I mean, their yeah. whole recruiting office was fired. Yeah. So, I mean, you you get here and you don't even have a recruiting office to really get the – That I guess that's a silver lining, though. If any time you weren't going to have a recruiting office, it wouldn't it be when you can't really recruit much? That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't think you ever want to go with that one. But, yeah, if, if, if there was a, a time to go with that one, yeah, maybe that was a time. But uh, yeah, I think that was that was probably difficult to deal with getting all those guys in here and get them ready to go. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Jeff asks is is uh, real quick, and then we'll get into. We got some questions about quarterbacks and whatnot. Um, but Jeff asks is uh, Middleton gone? Can you still hear me? Yeah, sorry. We uh, I got two of you in here somehow. So. I don't know what happened. Can you see me? I can see. We can all see you. Okay, great. Don't do anything too um, crazy. Gotcha. There it is. Okay. Um, is it- I've heard that rumor, and I I think he might be. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, then we also, what's up, Chris? Good to have you in tonight, as always. You said, uh, he said, quick question with that crowded QB room. Who's the best bet to leave? Um, for me, I think it's if you look at like what this is. This is coming from what we saw in, in the. Well, first off, Hendon Hooker just transferred in. I don't see him leaving. Um, obviously, Joe Milton just came and, in. And don't. if he does, he will have to move down. So gotcha. Um, and, and then um, so I think when you look at it from a, I just don't see Brian Maurer um, doing all you know, staying here through the coaching change and leaving, especially for Brutus. I'm gonna murder you, kid. Um, especially for uh, you, you, if you want to be on camera, come on, come and say, Hey, um, you know, I, if he's going to fit into this offense better than he did the last, whether he plays or not. Um, so I just don't realistically see him leaving. So if we're going to have to pick what, if I have to pick one quarterback to leave, I, I think for me, it's Harrison Bailey. I think for me, it's, I think for me, it's Brian Maurer. I just think like he's flirted with leaving so often. I mean, at some point, is but, he, is it finally just going to happen? According to him, he hasn't. Yeah, that's bullcrap. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I, I mean, just, to, like, I, to I be just, fair, to be fair, Harrison Bailey's dad said that if Jeremy Pruitt wasn't here, Harrison Bailey wouldn't be either. I mean, that's that's probably true with a lot of these kids. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Harrison Bailey's up there. It depending on who it is, I just have a hard time believing – and maybe Brian Maurer stays, but I think he's he's probably my fourth quarterback. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably number four for me too. Again, I just – the reason I keep Brian Maurer on campus is because I think he would have left if he was going to leave already. I think – and I think Heupel's offense is better for him than Pruitt's, so – or Cheney's, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, so I think, yeah, I think, I, I think now I, I didn't even kind of think of this. Chris just mentioned it. Um, he would either go with Maurer or Salter. I, I think Salter's already gone. I, I don't think he's going to return with Joe Milton coming in. Mm. That's just speculation, by, by the way, for, for those probably thinking, um, if you want to be like, Hey, Caleb said Salter is gone. I don't, I'm not saying he is gone. I'm saying, I think like he's going to try, I think he'll be somewhere else come fall. Yeah. I mean, it's, de- it's definitely not looking great, but hopefully they're reinstated soon. And hopefully the, those kind of getting off on the wrong foot kind of is, is put to rest and they can get things going because yeah, I think Salter is a special talent and somebody you want in your uh, quarterback room, you know, uh, but also being a student athlete, like you have to have it between the ears. And uh, if you don't, then you're not going to last. And so I hope he's learned from his mistake or, you know, whatever happened. We don't know the exact story, but, um, you know, hopefully that's kind of put to rest. He's able to, to make amends with his staff. And I just have a hard time. Cause I mean, like his, his dad got sick. I know the University of Tennessee really stepped in and, you know, helped them out. I just – I don't know. I hope it's I, – I hope it works out. Either, yeah. either way it goes, I hope it works out. Um, no, I agree. But, yeah, if I'm if I'm Josh Heupel, I, I definitely want to try to have a redo on, on starting this relationship because I think Salter is a really good quarterback. And, and no, one that would thrive in this offense. No, I agree. Uh, Dustin Price asked, uh, what do you think about this QB Jackson that just committed to us? We actually just got done talking a little bit about that. Um, and we'll have uh, tomorrow or, or late tonight, we'll have um, a, a brief um, kind of breakdown of that for you. Um, I mean, I think as far as getting a good a good – class leader um it's probably a pretty good pickup hopefully you can kind of build off of that momentum um in a four star and a pretty talented quarterback that's uh that's at the you mentioned this he's kind of at the you you got him as the stock was rising uh i think he'll have some more offers roll in before it's all said and done but just starting to pick up steam um so i i I think pretty we'll see to be determined but uh seems to be a pretty good first commitment from from hypo yeah, I think he's a he's a good athlete, and, and his brother is also a really good athlete at Indiana. He's a forward, actually. We talked about how Indiana's just pumping out the the uh, the football talent, but uh, his, his brother's actually a a forward on the Indiana Hoosier basketball team. So you know, maybe the the genes are there. Um, he just chose to to pick another sport. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Perfect. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with recruiting? Um, Oh, uh, like yeah. That. Addison Nichols, um, he's a four-star offensive lineman, uh, number 103 player in the country. Put Tennessee in his top five with Florida, Georgia, Ohio State, USC. Um, it's good to get in that one. I think that's one of Tennessee's top targets in this 2022 class. He's got some Tennessee ties in there as well. So, um, yeah, Add- Addison Nichols, the 6'4", 265 pounds from Norcross, Georgia. Um, that is an area that pumps out football talent. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, that's all I got for recruiting. Awesome. Well, we're going to, yeah, let's talk, uh, let's talk some baseball before that. I want to talk about, um, um, oh shoot. 
Um, God bless. What's the new assistant basketball coach's name? Ganey? No, no. Clark? Clark, Clark, Rob Clark. I was about to say, I don't think it's, is it Rob Clark? Rod. Rod Clark. Uh, would you have guessed he was 28 years old? He's 28. I believe it was him. Now I need to look. But in there, when they met with the media today, said him and um, that was one of the things him and John Fulkerson first spoke about is is that he's only four years older than him. That's weird. I, I would have to watch this. I've been traveling all week, so I'm a little bit behind on all the. Okay, the, his profile picture, like his like headshot, looks younger. Still, wouldn't have guessed twenty eight, but yeah, it's uh, he was born in nineteen ninety three, so he's just four years older than John Fulkerson, and um, yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy to me. I mean, he's only two. Yeah, he's two years older than us. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. So, um, yeah, I would hey, have not guess that for him to to be getting like just climbing the ranks that quick. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's pretty cool. He went from Sunrise to Illinois, Chicago to Austin P. Now to Tennessee. So, um, yeah, he's definitely climbed quickly and uh, just four years old. John Fulger, first off, John Fulgerson, Brick Barnes already said it. John Fulgerson's a lifer. Um, so soon he'll be older than the coach, and that'll be a fun time. Yeah, I mean, he just graduated from college in 2015. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty wild. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't even guess he was 28 just by looking at him. Um, so that was that was wild to hear. I was like, really. Um, I mean, you, you want a person that's able to relate to players. I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, so, sorry. But let's go – yeah, let's talk Let's talk ball baseball now. Um, obviously, I don't want to dwell on it. We don't need to dwell on it. Uh, we're, we're positive mental attitude around here, PMA. and uh, But there was a it was a hiccup in, in kind of rolling, especially late in the season or later in the season, mm-hmm. um, that lost to Lipscomb last night. I think the thing that sucks, like, is that Tennessee had his chances. I think total eight hits for the game. Um, had some guys on, had some guys in scoring position, and just couldn't finish it out. Uh, and, and that's one thing we've kind of talked about on this show quite a bit is is that they can get guys on base, but they can't always bring them in. And uh, they also had that – you talked about the the errors. Tennessee's got to cut back on the errors. I mean, just had one last night. It's not an abundance of them, but had that second inning that got away from them. Yeah, um, you know, just – out the gate, just didn't have a great start, and they just didn't have anything at the plate to really make up for it. Um, you, you mentioned the guys left on base. They left 13 guys on base last night, and uh, you're not going to win very many games doing that. And, you know, Tennessee found themselves where, you know, they got runners on, but they, you know, were and, – and then they had eight strikeouts. You know, I, I remember when they had the bases loaded, or they had uh, two runners on, they get a strikeout. They walk a batter, so they bases loaded with one out. We had a an infield fly, and then we, we struck out. Um, so I mean, you, when guys are in scoring position, you got to put it in place somehow, some way. Right. You got to do your job, and uh, you know Tennessee just wasn't able to really get anything going at the plate. They were you know uncharacteristic a little bit and kind of chasing some balls they don't normally chase and. Uh, you know, I mentioned, like, Lipskin didn't, like, put it away. You know, they scored their, their first four in the first two innings and didn't get anything else. They only had six hits in the game. Tennessee had eight. Um, but just, you know, just couldn't – that second inning just got away from them a little bit and weren't able to make up for it. Right. 
Right. And uh, but Tennessee looked to rebound this weekend, actually starting tomorrow night instead of Friday uh, with uh, Kentucky at home. That's uh, it's going to be a big series for for Tennessee as they look to really keep rolling. Um, not in, I mean, they close out. We have Arkansas and, and South Carolina to close out. South Carolina struggled this year, haven't they? I don't mean to get ahead of, of everything, but I mean they're they. I think they swept Florida. So I mean, okay. like all these SEC teams are, are really good teams. It's hard to really gauge where each one of them is at because, like, you can get hot at any point. Because look at Tennessee. The last three innings of that. Texas A&M series, they score 15 runs. They score one run in nine innings against Lipscomb. Um, so, I mean, I mean, anybody can get hot. Anybody can get cold. Um, I think Kentucky's a pretty pretty decent team. Um, they got swept by Mississippi State. They swept Auburn, um, won their series against Missouri, and uh, lost one to two to LSU. And then um, – Lost two to one to Georgia, and then they beat Alabama um, two to one. Yeah. So Tennessee did the same thing against Alabama. They did struggle in their midweek game as well, and they were down, I think, four to nothing or four to one at one point against Eastern Kentucky, and end up winning seven to six. Um, yeah, kind of a weird start this year. You know, you always see Chad Dallas on the mound on Friday night, but now you get to see him a day earlier on Thursday. And, and the Lipscomb game, it. It is what it is. You know, you can't dwell on it. You know, you just didn't have the bats going. You'll have your normal lineup. You'll have your, you know, your ace on the mound on Thursday. I think Tennessee will be just fine. Um, but definitely, you know, want to clean up the errors. And then when guys are in scoring position, you got to get the bat on the ball somehow, some way. Yeah, I know. I mean, definitely. And uh, I'm – you just you, you want to go in and get series wins obviously important um, sweep would be nice and, and but Tony Vitello mentioned it if if the guys don't really lock it down you know play like they did last night um, it's gonna be really really tough to to beat this you mentioned it SEC plays gonna be tough no matter who it is um, so we'll see I'm I'm excited for a little Thursday night baseball that's abnormal so uh, get to I, I might be able to watch all three games now um, yeah. yeah so we'll see. Uh, yeah, who knows? And, something will probably happen with the ESPN app, and I won't be able to. But and, and Kentucky's trying, kind of been the surprise of the SEC this this season. I mean, obviously Tennessee's probably up there too, but you know they're picked to finish last in the East, and uh, and here they are nine and nine in conference play and uh, twenty five and thirteen on the season. So no one really expected that out of Kentucky. They have a, a really good first baseman. I think he's batting around three seventy, something like that and leads them in home runs with 14. So, definitely want to keep him inside the park. That'd be nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chad Dallas is going to shove it on Thursday. So, if I got tickets this weekend if um, for sale. So, if you know of anybody or if you guys need some, just let me know, and I'll be happy to uh, sell, you, sell you those at a good price. There you go. Better than you get online. <laughs> Call Atlanta if you need tickets. Yep. There you go. Section um, 8, row 15. There you go. Nice. Now now we know. There you go. Now you know how to forge them. You guys know <laughs> what to forge. Yeah. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk NFL draft props. Let's do it. NFL draft tomorrow night. I'm going to be honest. This is probably the least – like I don't – I don't even know if I'm going to watch it because like this is the – 
least I've read or paid attention to an NFL draft in a long, long time. Hmm. I probably will watch it because, uh, well, Tennessee baseball will be going tomorrow night. I was going to say there's not anything else on I'm, I'm going to watch. Um, but, you know, that'll probably, I'll probably watch that on my phone. But so I'll probably watch it. But I just don't like, you know, looking at the first off, I don't think there's any good values in the draft props that I've looked at. So I'm curious to hear what you have. Okay. Um, because like the one that I thought I was going to get at a good value is Devontae Smith going top 10, which I don't necessarily think will happen. That's why I'm not going to pick it. It's like plus 105. Um, but, you know, originally before I checked it, I was like, I'm going to go Devontae Smith going top 10 because uh, it's probably going to be a good value. But it's not good. That's not good enough value for me to go pick it. So I actually love Devontae Smith. And at, one, I, at 105, plus 105. See, I didn't pick it at 105. I got it at under 11 and a half. Okay, so you yeah, yeah, but what are the what what's the what are the odds? So you got him at under 11 and a half. So you have him going Yeah, it's like minus that, wait, 112 or something, I think. Wait, is that going top top 11 and a half or after 11 and a half? So that's top 11 and a half. Okay. Okay. So that so my so yeah, then that you probably like So you'd probably like the Top ten, um, top ten at plus one hundred five. Also, like yes, but there, there's that, there's that one kind of in me that thinks like maybe the Giants at eleven get him. Yeah, and that, yeah, and that that's no, I agree. I just, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I, I know people like love Jamar Chase, and they love you know throwing him out there with the Bengals and Jamar Chase. Or I'm sorry, with Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. but Joe Burrow isn't going to be your quarterback if you don't get somebody to protect him. So I like them picking Penny Sewell at number five. I think, okay. you know, I, I hope they just don't go with like, oh, yeah, let, let's reunite him with Jamar Chase. Protect your quarterback. Yeah, surely they don't go. Yeah, surely not. I mean, he's not going to be able to throw. I, I, I think Jamar Chase is a special talent. I don't think he's better than Jalen Waddle or um, Devontae Smith, in my honest opinion. No, and, and uh, they have him going top ten. I mean, almost lock. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, else? they have him. You know, the Detroit Lions at seven could probably pick him. They need everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can go um, anybody. Right. I, so, yeah. I, and also, so that's that's kind of my two that I like, and I also like Devonte Smith going before Jalen Waddle. I think it's like plus one seventy something. Okay, um, I uh, I like I like Justin Fields going under seven and a half. Okay, yeah, I don't think he gets. I, I think I, I think it's kind of dumb. I don't know how the whole epilepsy thing. I don't know much about the diagnosis. Like is it like is it completely new to him, or has he had it and just been diagnosed with it? I don't know. I think it's all a little. First off, I don't know. How, I don't know much about it, so that's the first. But it just seems like it's enough to scare NFL teams off because NFL teams are stupid. So yeah. yeah, I think he drop. I think he drops. So I I love the Trey Lance to Denver Broncos until about until you found out the Forty ers were going to take him. Yeah, six hours ago. <laughs> when they traded for Teddy, or they got Teddy Bridgewater, because now they're they're not going to get a quarterback. You got Drew Locke and you got Teddy Bridgewater. You're not going to yeah. pick a quarterback. There's no way. So I lost that one already. Oh, I thought they were. Um, 
Oh, I thought you were talking about. So apparently now the 49ers, which I think it was always between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Right. Um, then I think now it's like, yeah, it's probably going to be Trey Lance because apparently, uh, oh my God, Kyle Shanahan's the only one that wants Mac Jones. Well, doesn't he have the final say? I don't know. I, I, I mean, it depends on how your organization's set up. I guess so. Because um, uh, doesn't Jerry Jones have the final say in Dallas? Yeah, probably. I don't know. But, man. Either one of those guys, I don't like at three, so I tr- I would trade the heck out of that pick. Yeah. No, I, I think I like that's if, what a if lot you're of not, If you're not getting the, the top two, I would just trade back because you can probably get them back. But the thing – no, I think if, if you – the thing is, though, is like you can get outside of Trevor Lawrence. I think Zach Wilson is the dumbest number two pick of all time, but he's obviously going to go at number two because the New York Jets are the dumbest organization <laughs> of all time. Um, it, Zach Wilson's not a number two overall pick. Baylor, Baker Mayfield wasn't a number one overall pick. Um, it's just – it's so stupid. So, But they're going to take mean, it. It does show you how important that position is. Like even somebody that like shouldn't be up at the top, like Jared Goff. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Terrible number one pick. Let me let me ask you this. Let's go. Um, okay, so I want to take. Let's take Trevor Lawrence out of it, this this equation. Let's take Mac Jones um, and I think Justin Fields. Okay, so take those three quarterbacks out of the equation. So you don't have the top three picks because those are probably the best three quarterbacks in the draft. Do you anybody else you want to throw out there? I mean. I- so I, I don't necessarily disagree like the Zach Wilson, but I think he is better than maybe you give him credit for. And that's just that's just me saying that. I mean, I could be completely wrong too. I th- I think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a number two overall pick to any. Okay, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I just I think the top three quarterbacks in the draft are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence so at number one. I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. I don't, who do, I who think, do you have? I would. That's, I would say. I would say like uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields. I wouldn't okay. say Matt Jones. I. That's fine. I. I mean, okay. So you can take. I see. I don't even want to take Zach Wilson out of this yet. Uh Zach Wilson may. I would probably say actually say Zach Wilson's better than Teddy Bridgewater. But that, I think the Denver Broncos are a great example of. If you can get a better quarterback for better value and go build around them, like can you be like so the 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 Browns that take Baker at number one overall? I'd have to go back and look at that year, but could they have built around him and gone and got a quarterback in free agency at better value? I think it's certainly possible. I don't know for sure. It depends. It's very it's it's dependent on on what you have. Um but I mean, I, I think if if you're the, yeah, I don't I don't hate the Broncos picking up Teddy Bridgewater because they're not going to get one of the top three quarterbacks, and I don't think, or you can even say top four and put Zach Wilson in there because I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is better than Zach Wilson, um, but is he better than Trey Lance? I think it's certainly possible. Um, so I mean, I just, I don't know. It's just yes, the quarterback position is very very important, but I think it's only important if you have a if you have like a a stud. Now yeah. to be fair. We're not talking about a year. See, the Browns could have gotten um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, well, yes, but um, they could have gotten. God Sam bless. Arnold. 
Yeah, Sam Darnold. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson? Not a quarterback. I'm not talking about a quarterback. Oh, they sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. They could have gotten um, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, they could I have. I think he would have added more value to your organization than Baker Mayfield, and I thought that at the time. Yeah, it's just that that like it, it's tough to pick that position and like even at five, everybody's like, "Oh God, y'all are morons." Um, yeah, and but I mean, where, it sucks when he missed the entire season because like that was their whole team. Yeah, but that could have happened to a quarterback too. It was a oh, knee yeah. injury. I mean, that's right. the thing. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't I just think again, you're I mean, that's the bottom line. What you said to it, like. It is an important position. It's hard to gauge. I I mean, I also I don't no one's gonna help the Jets. That's probably the hardest thing about number two and saying like Zach Wilson's oh, yeah. talking good pick for the Jets, but I don't know if there is a good pick for the Jets. Right. I mean, they get rid of their best player like every year, so I know Sam I know I knew it and I know it now. Sam Darnold was not a good pick for the Jets. Oh no. I think Zach Wilson's a better prospect than Sam Darnold. I'll say that. But but then again, like who would have been a good pick? Like Baker Mayfield wouldn't have helped the Jets. No, I, no, no, no. I don't even. I like maybe Patrick Mahomes because he's that special. But I mean, even look at Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's really good, but he's not making them a, a playoff. Con- he's not making the Texans a playoff contender. Right, but I mean, in that, aren't the Jets a good example of what I just said in terms of like they? Because if you go out and get Saquon Barkley, like it's easier for a a running back. Because a running back can doesn't need a, a phenomenal, an off, a phenomenal offensive line obviously makes you better, but they don't need a phenomenal offensive line to be super impactful. Um, whereas a wide receiver needs a quarterback who can throw to him, which needs a line to block for. It's like you can go out and build a team and go get. You could have got you could have gotten the same quality out of a free agent as you did Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Kyle Pitts and I'm like, I don't know how you pass on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That, that dude's a freak. I mean, I know tight end is, especially at the University of Tennessee, it's just a position we don't utilize at all. Hopefully this year we do. But, I mean, like, he is a freak. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, tight end is his position, but he's a wide receiver. I mean, he's Travis right. Kelsey. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, no. I have a hard time passing a guy like that up. I have a hard time passing – an offensive lineman, especially like if, if you need an offensive lineman, that's why I don't get the Cincinnati Bengals going with Jamar Chase. Is like you got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, like you have some decent receivers, but you don't have an offensive line. And then not having an offensive line got your quarterback knocked out for the remainder of the season. So pick an offensive line. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great point to that. I mean, and it goes into like how you build your team. Uh, you're not, I mean, God, why are we not GMs, man? <laughs> exactly. We know everything. Um, but yeah, I think I think with the you know you talk about how how do you and it's, and it's different for every team. Like, what do you have? What are your needs? But yeah, I don't. Is is there a is there a what are they, what are they fifth? The Bengals. Yeah, they're fifth. Yes. What is there a a. F- I think at that point you've got to say what what's best who's best available for our needs because I don't know if there's a wide receiver that like you said is too good to pass up. Yeah, I mean it would like Kyle Pitts would have to be there. And, and, and for like, me, for me, if I'm talking about that two wide receiver too good, and I know the immeasurables aren't there for me, the wide receiver that's too good to pass up if there is one it is Devontae Smith. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not Jamar Chase. It's not even Jalen Waddle, who's also ridiculous. 
Um, so like if, if that was going to be my pick, that that's who I that's my wide receiver, not not Jalen Waddle or, or Jamar Chase. Um, I like what you said about Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, I'd, I'd probably take because I think just having a really good tight end completely changes your offense. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, probably going with a probably going with an offensive lineman. Um, and a lot of people are doubting Devontae Smith because of his size. And like, do you not look at Tyree Kill and just be like? You know, I wish we would have picked him up in like the second round because everybody passed him up in the second round too. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like compare the SEC to the NFL because it's two different ballgames, but he wasn't doing it in FCS. Right. Like, come on, guys. It's like the speed, you know the speed's there. You know a lot of the physicality's there. It's like, come on. Don't don't overthink it. And he won a Heisman. Like, Yeah, he might not have the like – the speed that Jalen Waddle has, and but I mean his route running and his catch radius and things like that. I mean it's like he's a, he's a top, dare I say, ten wide receiver in the NFL. If whoever he goes to, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope I hope he gets taken early. We'll see. I think he's going to fall just because of his size, and I, I, I slightly understand it, but at the same time, I'm like I've also watched him play. Um, yeah, so. because like most most NFL teams play, they play a lot of man on the outside, right? And if if your route running isn't good, you're never going to beat man coverage, right? Unless you're just running a go route, but like, <laughs> you know, this this guy can run it all, mm-hmm. and just freaking don like, yeah, he might be small, but he's gonna with his route running ability, he destroys man coverage. Yeah, and then you I saw mean, that just- in the national title game. I mean. Ohio State had really good, a really good secondary, and he freaking destroyed them. He destroyed every secondary they played. It was incredible the things he did to every secondary. That's true. He used them, um, and then uh, we're talking about like watching tape. It is. It's like what's the Penn State edge rusher that's going to go? They didn't have a sack last year. It's like come on, like oh, Michael I don't Parsons. Know. Michael Parsons. Yeah, it's like come on. Yeah, so he's an inside linebacker, but still, if you you should oh, have is, is that it? Is it is that who's? I mean, it's got to be him if it's a Penn State guy. I thought he was an edge rusher. Maybe there it's is been, another there. edge rusher, but no, Mike I think Parsons. it's, it's got to be Michael. Par- I mean, I think it is because that's the guy that's like going to go top five or something, not top five, but go high. God, it's so dumb. Um, you sorry, we totally got away from the the best props, but uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, for me, there's not a ton of um, high-value props other than the ones that we mentioned. I did put money uh, with you, Devontae Smith, to go before Jalen Waddle. I just placed that one. Um, I did go Justin Fields under 7.5. Um, okay. That one I'm, I'm definitely going. Um, I, I'm really torn on the Trey Lance one. I, I want to go over 7.5, but if um, – if the 49ers don't take him, or if the 49ers, yeah, if the 49ers don't take him, he's definitely going under seven and a half. So he's definitely going under seven and a half. Yeah, I don't think he gets picked up by um, um, any teams other than the 49ers. So he goes over seven and a half. Sorry, yes. Sorry. So okay. if he doesn't, if, if, yeah, if Shanahan has his way, he's going over seven and a half. Sorry. Yep. I agree with that. Also, uh, I saw a lot of people saying that Tampa Bay might pick a quarterback at number 32. Interesting. And if they do, it would be probably Kyle Trask. So, if you want a plus 800 bet, 
it's Kyle Trask going in the first round. So why would they take it? Is there just not going to be any high value picks there? But I mean, you're not going to get a high value quarter. I don't know. That's so weird. I guess like, I don't know. We'll yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I would not, I would not do it, but you know, maybe, maybe they, they think they got some with Kyle Trask. I, I think Kyle Trask is, I don't think Mac Jones is that much better than Kyle Trask. I'll say that. I I thought Mac I thought Mac Jones was kind of a joke going into this year, and I thought I thought he had if he didn't if he played on which I mean it's hard he had a bunch, he had a ton of talent around him, but I think he had I mean so did Joe Burrow. Sure, yeah. The only thing Mac Jones had that Joe Burrow didn't was a really good offensive line. That's it. Yeah, and uh, he had a pretty good offensive line. It wasn't as good as Mac Jones. No, and, and I guess too, I don't, I don't know. I just think Mac Jones was very, very impressive in his senior year, and he I doesn't agree. get as much credit for pretty much doing the same thing Joe Burrow did. His pro day was pretty bad. His pro day was terrible, like <laughs> hilariously terrible. Yeah. Um, like it look, you remember pro, pros versus Joes? Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like it was the. The there was a pro Mac and a Joe Mac, and we saw Joe Mac. Yeah, it so, was not good. Um, no. And like, if what if what we're hearing is true about the 49ers, like they were all for it until that point. Really, I don't, I know I heard that. Yeah, apparently, like that. So that could cost that man millions of dollars for even having a pro day. <laughs> How many quarterbacks don't have pro days after that? Like, like if that if that was the defining point, it's like you're gonna, Jesus Christ, dude! How is JG on a football team? Like, you you go one bad practice or one bad performance, <laughs> and it that sends you away. Like, come on, right? I agree. Good God, that's hilarious. I mean that it it was bad. Like that that one, I was like, God, I'd been kind of talking up Mac Jones, and now I don't know if he's a number three overall pick, good, but I, I think he is. I think he's. But I, the, the just when I talk about top three quarterbacks, it's also hard because like Justin Fields, who knows what's going to happen with him because this medical stuff. What if he falls, like doesn't get? Surely he gets touched in the first round. Oh yeah. But but what if Tampa? What if fell to Tampa? Would Tampa? What if Tampa drafted? Let's just pretend that all this medical crap because who knows the NFL is stupid. Well, you not completely stupid because they do at the end of the day he does have to pass a physical. Um, but I would assume they would know that before he drafted him. But what if, because the NFL is that way, he fell to 32? Do you draft I mean, Kyle Trask or do you draft yeah, that's a That's a goal mind. Um, <laughs> and hopefully the Bears are looking at that. And it's just like, holy crap, let's trade and get something. Right. they need a freaking quarterback. Because that – I mean, that franchise – like, you're never going to be – Anything with a good without a good quarterback, so no. you know I, I think the Bears could use one. So I, I think if you see a guy like Fields or even Trey Lance or somebody like that fall or Mac Jones falling that far, you jump all over that. Don't let it get to Tampa, is what I'm saying. No, yeah, for sure. I don't think it will. I just it's fun to talk about it, yeah. um, especially because like he's dropped. I mean, minimum seven spots, and and since that. 
that got released about the the epilepsy stuff. So insane. Um, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, whoops. Did I lose you? Nope. We're good. Okay. Um, all right. Do we have any more questions? Try to catch them all as we go. We have any tweeted before the show? Um, I didn't see. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity. I don't know if I have one. Um, I do kind of have one. Did you hear? Hold on. Let me make sure I've got this right. Mine's the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> what did they do this time? Well, they tweeted the I could breathe. Oh God! And and I think did we talk about that? I thought we talked about that. <laughs> and what's oh, his name? We? Mark Davis. I don't remember. Mate. I've talked about it with somebody. Mark Davis like doubled down on it, like acting like no, like acting like they'd get a pass because it was his idea. He's like, no, I'm the one who said to send the tweet. And it's like that doesn't make it better. You're still an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then the uh, and then I think it was George Floyd's family came out and said no, like it's okay. We're glad he did that. And I'm like, guys, it was used at an NYPD back the blue rally about the Eric Garner case too. So like, you don't have full rights to that. It's just so stupid. Don't. Also, I've always been behind this. You don't make graphics for things like that. Right. Like perfect. Like Tennessee was making graphics for the coronavirus. You don't make graphics for things like that. <laughs> Just don't tweet. If you if you're a sports team and something like that happens and you feel the need to tweet, don't. Don't do it. Interns Please, should uh, and could lose their job for it, and they they should. It's stupid. I feel like they God. tweet they tweeted something else too. Oh, I'm sure they did. Maybe I don't know. I'm sure they did. <sighs> oh, it's just so a, annoying. It's not great. Not great. No. I love that the first tweet underneath it is like the guy saying, excuse me, what the. <laughs> what about Brett Favre too? Always having something to say about something. Like I'm sure he, he said, I don't know. It's always so dumb. Brett he Favre? always has, he always has the dumbest takes about stuff like this. Just anything. Is he like a analyst? No, I think he has a podcast though. Oh, does he? Okay. I think so. Like, I think he has somewhere that he can spout off really dumb takes often. Okay. <laughs> does Jay Culler have a show or anything like that? I feel like that's a guy who need just needs a, <laughs> something. I don't know if he does. Uh, who's his ex-wife? Kristen, Kristen Cavalieri, Cavalieri. I don't know how you say her name. Yeah, something like that. Uh, she had, like, a reality TV show. So, like, he was on TV, like, often for a while before they were <laughs> – I bet he was so weird. Oh yeah, he's the weirdest dude ever. <laughs> it's it's great. I love it. Uh, I don't have any more. I don't have any stupidities. I had I had one, but it's not that stupid. I don't want to sound stupid, so I'm not gonna say it. I try okay. to avoid stupidity myself. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I'm always successful, but I, I do try to avoid it. So this guy gave us this restaurant. And uh, to go to in Tupelo, Mississippi, because that's where we stayed at the other night. So sounds terrible like, already. Like, okay, well, I guess we'll go to this place. So we went there, 
So he told us like, oh, dude, it's so good. You got to go there. It's gr- great, great place. He didn't tell us that that's the only place to eat <laughs> in Tupelo, Tupelo Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we like went to the front desk of the hotel. And we're like, hey, do y'all have like any breweries or like anywhere like that? And they're like, um, and they named off that restaurant that we just went into was the only place. Is this the place that you were like iffy about? And they were like, so what do you want to eat? Is that that place? Or no, that was in your last no. trip, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Dude, SEC country is a wild place. Uh, if anybody's listening right now that wants to fund um, us going to sketchy ass restaurants in all of SEC country during football season, just let me know. Let's we'll do it. I would love to do that. Um, we'll do a review at every restaurant. Um, but this, this place in Tupelo, if you're ever out in Tupelo, Neon Pig. Neon Pig. It was good. It was. Are good. you just are you just saying it so people experience? No, it? No, it, it was good. They they uh apparently the guy who owns it is like a are they I guess farmer? Yeah, I guess it is a farmer. Um, and they like so they like put they like I don't know how how you even say this. They bring their own meat and they like cook it. Like they it's slaughter like a, the pig. Like it's in like front a. Of you. Yeah, exactly. You pick the pig out. It's, you have it's to look, like a it's like a deli restaurant. You thing. have to look the pig in the eye and be like, "That's you. You're you my get, bitch." You get, to, you get to pick one. You have to catch it yourself, tackle it, everything. <laughs> you like, get to. It's like cross-eyed cricket, but with pigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's <laughs> that's an experience. Um, I, I think in I think yeah okay that's great. I, I, but I, we're actually going to open a restaurant like that. We're like. You can eat whatever you want. You just have to kill it, and uh, we'll fix it up for you. Yeah, right here, fresh. It's a great like tool. Like you have to learn how to like uh, kill something, right? Like (laughs) naked and afraid. Like you have to know how to do that stuff, just in case you're ever naked and afraid somewhere. Yeah, I don't understand the premise of that show. I know your wife loves it. I just you get naked and lost, and then try to find your way home. Yeah, I don't like. Is it coming one with nature? I just don't understand why we have to be naked yeah i think they just ran out of things to do and they're like we could do survivor but naked it's like yeah, a 12 like, year old pitch the idea yeah, they're like, like hey tell us your favorite tv show he's like i love survivor but it would be awesome if the girls were naked and they're like okay but the guy's got to be naked too and he was like that's fine yeah i guess it's like survivor and and sex appeal yeah you gotta yeah. you gotta have that and every show has it every great show has it that's good that's a good point Good point. So yeah, good for them. That's a great marketing tool. I didn't think about that, but but definitely something a twelve year old pitched. Like yeah, and no and adult like no, if a if an adult did do that, they were not being serious. But the producer was like, "I love it, nakedness." <laughs> and like most of the, like the time, you like you see their butt, and it's like just bumps from all the mosquitoes that eat these people God. alive during their time. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> what other shows can we do naked? Anything naked. <laughs> I don't I don't this is going down the wrong wrong path. Uh, I mean I don't know. I mean this is a uh, it feels like the right path to me. Um <laughs> we're on stupid as an epidemic and, and here we are. I try not to be stupid, I told you that. Um <laughs> yeah, I, that that that's all I've got, other than yeah, definitely someone fund our uh, fund our SEC trip. Um, if, if nothing else, I would just get really drunk and it'd be funny. So, um, yeah. 
So yeah, you gotta get us a driver too, so we can drink between stops. This um, place did have like it was just like a not a coot, like it, it was a fridge kind of thing. Like it, when, when you see at the grocery store with the the Coke bottles in it, right? Is that a fridge? Is that called a fridge? Say that again. Or, or a cooler? Like you know at, at the at the grocery store, like at the at the cash registers, they have the cooler or fridge. Yeah, yeah, fridge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is it is it called a fridge or a cooler? I think six one half a dozen the other. I believe. Okay. It was one of those things. I didn't. I didn't want to think it was. I didn't want you to think it was like a Yeti cooler that you go like lift the top and get these beers out. Um, but it, they had like you just got your own, like a single. Okay. And uh, they had summer shandy, so I was all for it. I was like, okay, this this place has my heart. We gotta we gotta get you we gotta get you some better tasting beer. <laughs> I mean, and I, I, and I, 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 I drink beer. <laughs> I drink beer. But it's like that was a really good one. That's it's fine. the best beer of all time. I don't beer. I don't beer shame, so that's fine. But we gotta get you some better beer. <laughs> that's beer guys, shaming. That's not beer shaming. That's just looking out for you, uh, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. Uh, join us on Sunday. Um, Tom TBD. Uh, we'll let you guys know we're doing that. We will be recapping uh, Tennessee and Kentucky baseball and uh, talking about what you want to talk about. So come ready to talk. <laughs> to talk. Get it going. Um, yeah, hopefully we're celebrating a uh, a ball sweep. I want to get that broom out, man. It'd be nice. It's collecting dust, isn't it? Haven't been asleep yeah. in a while. Yeah. It's just kind uh, of its job, I guess. But Right, yeah, because I don't actually sleep. That's why I buy a Roomba um, <laughs> or a Ufi, whatever it is. Um, yeah, guys, good luck. Go balls. Have a good rest of your week. Finish it out. We're almost to Friday. We're on the down slope, right? Yeah, right we're now. on the down slope. Um, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.